You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. It's so crazy when I heard you say that, you know, you're not going to cry on a pod. Like, I fully, I keep telling myself that we, we go into the studio um, next week, and or actually this week, and, um, you know, we're going to do our crew catch-up and stuff like that. And I've literally been having to have this conversation with myself, just knowing kind of like what I'm going to talk about in, in the first little half, telling myself, like, don't cry, don't cry. And it's so funny hearing you say that because we are literally in the same place in our lives right now. Um, just as far as having to be vulnerable and having to trust that the people in our life are going to show up for us like we have shown up for them. And there's something so, like, powerful, I think, about the work that, you know, that you're doing and being open and receiving that love. My sisters, yeah, ladies, you know what I mean. All that shit. I want to give a special shout out for Women's History Month to Keandria Jackson. Um, I don't know if you uh, watch a lot of Paramount TV, but like on Paramount, it had a Better Help commercial, which is a therapy commercial, and she's one of the top rated therapists in the country. And we interviewed her on episode two seventeen, and it was titled "Pray It Away." Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting at home watching um eight nineteen twenty three. Okay. Yellowstone 1923. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching it and a commercial came on and I'm like, yo, I know this motherfucker. And I was like, yo, I hit her up and I was like, yo, man, I just saw you on the Better Help commercial. You know what I'm saying? I saw you was doing your thing. So I wanted to say, what up, Keandra? Keep doing your thing, man. Keep uh, rocking this shit. Keep making people mentally better yes. and healthy, man, because so we need important. that shit, man. So important. I also wanted to give a shout out to Wanda McFadden. Um, she's the wife of my late mentor, uh, Marvell McFadden. And the reason I want to give her a shout out is she is one person who always believed in me. And I said on um, IG stories, I was like, I wanted to tell some stories of women who have changed my life, women who have believed in me mm -hmm. um, since I was young. And when I used to be in the streets, when I was, you know, threatened, being threatened to go to jail and 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 fighting and doing all of this shit. She, would, she Literally, she would always be the one when people <laughs> at church and in the neighborhood would tell my mom, like, I'm no good. She would always be the one that says, Anthony's going to be the one to take care of you. He's going to be the one to change and he's going to be the one that every time you need anything, when you make a phone call, he's going to be there. Yeah. He's going to be like the daughter you never had because, you know, people always have a daughter that shows up. They're the ones that take care yeah, of people as they that? get I don't know, bro. Girls always do. Girls always do that. But I've told a story, too, that my mom thought I was going to be a girl. She didn't know what I was, what I was until I came here. Oh, okay. so she didn't like, find out. She didn't find out. So like literally a week, I was in the um, hospital for a week and all they had on my on my little head thing was baby boy Robert. That's it. So shout out to her, man. She didn't believing. know that you was a boy either? Nah, bro. She, she literally she literally bought clothes. That's why I'm partially the way I am. What's like far as like liking to dress well, being neat, so on and so forth. Like, you You're know, because I think, sexual. I, hey, I'm a different <laughs> type though. You know what I'm saying? I'm a cut from a different cloth. Nothing yeah, wrong with it. Nothing but, wrong with but it. But it's like when people come to my house, they be like, man, did a woman do this? Like, like you got pictures up, you got different color schemes, and I'm like, nah, this is just it's who I am. Mm -hmm. But my mom, like thinking I was a, a girl for however, like eight months, nine months before oh, she wow. had me. You don't think that shit is 
yeah, you know, oh, yeah, in me. Yeah, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, when I was born, she's like, I had all pink clothes she and girl clothes. In your head. Exactly. She was like, I you didn't like wear know. pink. Who me? You wear pink. I, I mean, I will. I'm I not scared to wear it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I haven't worn it in years. But I used to be big on that shit back when Killer Cam was doing. Oh yeah, I think we all were. That nigga made me real polo that shit for real. Yeah, I had a pink polo that that would. I'm telling you, it would stop every woman in the club. And then don't let me have my Egyptian musk oil on. They'd be like, ooh, I like you. I'm like, yeah, I know you Women do, like man. men who can be confident in it. Yeah. That's why I say with Killer Cam, bro, people love that shit. Mm-hmm. We doing random topics just firing, firing off the hip yeah, right now. didn't come through, by the way. Yeah, who? The, the topic. And the email. They did? Know, they they didn't? No. Okay. We'll start close. with yours after we do just a couple of random topics. Oh, I was sitting at home and I was thinking this week about some of the crazy shit I've done. And I think when I was like 23, my brother used to always be like, man, because I wasn't doing nothing. I didn't know what I wanted to do as far as not playing football after college and high school and shit. And my brother was like, why don't you try to be on Real World? <laughs> so, nigga, I literally created a video, uh-huh. sent that bitch in to MTV, and I didn't get picked, of course. But I was just like, nigga, that's when I was standing my mom. I, I didn't have anything. And I, I was just trying to figure out what I was doing. And my brother's like, you should try to do that shit. Yeah, and bro. I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> nigga, I put that shit and I was like, bro, if I be on Real World, this shit going to be up, nigga. You would have yeah, been real. fucking great. On I know show. I would have been, bro. That's why oh, I wanted I, to be I, on I, that I, bitch. I, what's funny is when I was in college, uh, shout out Stephen F. Austin, uh, MTV came through and they were doing auditions for Real World and Road Rules. And I did the same thing. For real? It's like, why not? Oh, man? yeah. Hell yeah. Because that's what they was doing. They came through... Um, um, up here in Dallas um, at like UT at the time and I was just like yo That's man crazy. I tried to do I, I did the tape I did all of that shit they just selected somebody else but I was like man look this should, I'm gonna be up nigga let me be in this house for six months with <laughs> yeah, these hoes yeah that's just crazy you know what I'm like saying mad real world mad from, uh, real world bro <laughs> from uh, been, but see they would've I, gave yeah, you a whole show nigga I, hey I wanted to be on that bitch bro <laughs> But it made me think about that. And I was like, damn, man, that's crazy, bro. Have oh. you ever done or tried to do anything like that? Nah. Like outside of pocket? Nah. You haven't? Mm-mm. Nah, bro. Maybe the podcast is the closest you've gotten just putting yourself out there consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to do like some some acting stuff. Like when I was in college. I oh, for some, real? Yeah, I had some friends that was like in a film and shit like yeah. that. I'm like, yo, man, I need a I need a thug and shit to rob me in the elevator. <laughs> I'm like, all right, nigga, come on. <laughs> Rob is there. You got I would, the right hat on right now. Listen, I would be in character. Yeah. I, mean, I was robbing all them niggas. It's like, yo, Frank, you're pretty good at this, man. You should think about acting. <laughs> Stick these niggas yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, yo, I watch a lot of movies. Bro, if you go to Texacana and look up um, and look up in their yearbooks or whatever, I forgot what year. It may have been 2000, 2001, but I did a modeling thing called Mr. Debonair. They had a Mr. Debonair shit, thing. Yeah. So when I think about all the shit I've done like and what I've tried to do, like I look, and I won that bitch. That's oh, why, I, that? yeah, we had to basically wear like uh, dress attire, so like a suit we had to do like sports gear attire and then like swimwear and then okay. we had to give like it was kind of like debutante shit where we had yeah, to like yeah, give yeah. a speech and shit right 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 you yeah. gave a speech yeah I did. what you say to speech i don't know what i, I don't anything, even know what the question, remember, i don't remember nothing but i need to reach back out back home and see if somebody can find that book because oh. i'm in that yearbook bro. yeah that's dope i'm in that yearbook. Now, now i did do i did do a fashion show in yeah. college you know what i'm saying where the you know because in college yeah man, my, my shit was like mr olympia <laughs> my body was tight but all your look at your brothers Ooh. i mean all yeah, y'all I niggas exactly. are built like exactly. that exactly so yeah we had the swimsuit shit. We had the regular. regular. I remember. I was like, yo, yeah. I never did no shit. That's like, Frank, want you to be a model? I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'll do that put shit. Me in the swimsuit. Had to take my little robe off and all shit. That had the shit, older bro. girls cooing. Yeah. yeah that shit Check was, this meat out, bitch. Left shit, or right? Yeah, that shit was cool. <laughs> I, I really actually enjoyed that shit. I think I was like a senior in college by yeah. that time. I think when I was doing it, I was a freshman. Okay. Yeah, I was a freshman in college, bro. I was thinking about another thing this week, too, bro. You know how um, we always talk about well, when people start talking about body counts and 
mm-hmm. intimate relationships. I thought about the forgotten ones. The forgotten ones. See, people you've been intimate with, but you leave them out of your body count conversation because either it was literally like a one one and done or a one, one night stand or they just, you know, not being I didn't have a lot of them. They didn't leave a, a lasting impression. Right. I thought about two or three this week and I was just like, damn, I literally forgot about these motherfuckers. And then I was like, why did I forget about them? Yeah, why? And most of it was because- We always really, rank shit. Yeah, but I really didn't spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. So it's like- There was I didn't, no connection. Yeah, it was no connection. I mean, other than physical. Other than physical. Yeah. I remember this one Muslim chick I messed with. Muslim? Man. Yeah, Muslim chick. She bro. had a, the, 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 the hijab, 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 yeah. When you, when you was blazing her? No. Nah. She never took it off? Yeah, she took it off her head. Oh, I'm about to say. About to say. But you know, you know how I ended up messing with her though, bro? <laughs> no. It's because with her I being, actually, I don't. With her being, um, Muslim, <laughs> I've never heard of this. Like, I cracked the joke when she told me this, but she was like, my husband doesn't like oral say. He doesn't, they don't, I don't know if this is the whole you know, Muslim culture or faith. But she was like, I don't get to give him head. And she's like, I like sucking dick. And I went to high school with this chick. But we met years she, later. She wasn't Muslim when you was in high school. Nah. And we That's met, like, I think she ended up going to another school. And then I ran into her years later in Dallas, bro, when, she, when I was living out in Arlington. And I remember we just started linking up, kicking it, chilling. This is actually, I know you heard me tell this story about the girl showing up outside my window mm. at my place. No, no, no. It was her. Okay. But I remember I used to go over there and smash that ass. And then, like, this motherfucker. Yo, this is some of the best head I've ever had in my life. I was like, how does this nigga not want this? It's only one time in my life I've come in five minutes, and it was because of her. Five minutes. Nigga, when she was doing that, she's like, she's like, I ain't going to be here long. I was like, bullshit. That motherfucker got to doing her Carmen, Carmen shit, nigga. I was like, oh, shit. Some people just know. I said, I need a do-over. I need you to come back later this week or next week. She I came promise. Over, you came fast. I lasted eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was intentionally. I was like, this motherfucker got a slurp about that blow, man, bro. That's I'm telling to this day. I only forgot about her because it didn't last That's long. That's like fucking a nun, nigga. I'm Nick, just saying. Hey, I'm cool with a nun. That I'm, nun had some good pussy and the head I'm was sure above and beyond, yeah, nigga. Yeah. There's plenty of like nun porn for some reason. Bro, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I don't understand guys who, how you don't want to get topped off. I'm like Drake. I want that top tier shit. I'm saying, but if you and if you if you actually devout, you know what I'm saying, and well, you follow the you know, and they say that that's not what you're supposed to do, which I don't necessarily I guess look at it as poor. with your wife. One night, they look at it as list. poor. One day, nigga, my dick poor, bitch. Can't fuck with this. I bet you they have another motherfucker sucking their dick. Hey, look I'm saying. I'm just all saying. I know is that shit was amazing, and I didn't understand. I was like, how do you, how does he not want this? How? You are talented. And I'm can, saying it's your wife, though. Nigga, like, I was 23, 24 at the time. I can only imagine what, no, I was like 25, 26. I can only imagine what her shit is like now. You think it gets better? Man, if she was at a 20-something and we 40, yeah. How much better can it get, though? I don't know, but hey. If it's you, good, if it's good, it's good. Hey. I don't know if, I mean, if it's good, it can get great. Yeah. And it can get marvelous. But <laughs> once it gets marvelous, I mean, it's, it's always probably going to be marvelous. But I think it's the, I think only thing that can make it better <laughs> is the love, bro. The like love. Like the connectivity okay. that you, and the connection you share with a person. Yeah. Because like, you know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like they now, like different. every time I get head, it's like that shit feel different every time, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you connected, if it's, in, it's different, it's the same mouth, same tongue, but it's yeah. different because you know the that person is, is intentionally yeah, trying is to make you feel good and take right. care of you, bro. They want you to feel good. They want you they to want feel you good, to bro. So, nah, 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 bro. I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you had a couple of topics, and we've been talking about therapy a lot lately, bro, Mm -hmm. um, for good reason. But therapy reflections, and you were asking, how far are you willing to have, how far are you willing to go to have the life you want? And I was wondering, where did you get that reflection from? When was the last time you've been to therapy? 
Oh, I go every two weeks. Okay. Yeah, we we talk every two weeks, every every two Tuesdays. So I think maybe last Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So we were having a conversation. And he was just kind of talking about, you know, my situation as far as being divorced and, you know, being a single father and everything else and, and, and trying to be in a situation where, you know, you insulate your new life from your ex-partner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So because you have a situation where you're not with your partner anymore, but but you share children. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're going to try to dictate a little bit more in your life because the kids are there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they're going to say, who can be around the kids and all that other kind so of shit. So, yeah. You know, so the question, the, the conversation was about, okay, well, so if this motherfucker never gets on board with, with what you want your new life to look like, what are you willing to do in order to create that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boundaries. And yeah, and sometimes it, it comes down to it. It comes down to boundaries. Sometimes it requires, you know, for, for the person to kind of get on board but but basically it's like you can't bank on the fact that they're gonna get on board at some no. point and if they don't then what are you gonna do about it what are you gonna do you to know, change you're gonna go to through the legal situations to 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 make sure that you're insulated yeah or are you gonna let this person continue to have a negative effect on your life i think too oftentimes as men and i've been guilty of this too like we it's hard for us to compartmentalize people we've shared our lives with yeah especially if it was an amicable breakup but we've mm-hmm. talked about that to where it's like Sometimes and normally in our situations, from what I know, it's the women that make it difficult. Mm-hmm. It's the past women. You know, even for me, I'm just like, it's been situations where it's like, you're you're making moves on me. You're doing shit that you ain't got no business doing. And you put me in a crazy situation because mm-hmm. I'm not going to treat you like a regular girl. But it's like, when are right. you going to do what you need to do? Like, don't put yourself in this position. Don't holler at me. Don't do all this shit. Right. Like, I've had situations where it's like past people or exes have tried to talk to me while I'm talking to somebody else. Why they talking to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Why they, and it's like, you only yeah, doing this shit because you don't want to let me go. Right. But you're not benefiting yourself. And you're not benefiting me and you're murking the goddamn waters. Mm -hmm. So I do think you have to have a conversation. But I know for me, it's been difficult because there's still there's still a respect there. Yeah, and I mean, there's still a always, love there, but it's not a love like that. I'm in love with you, but it's no. like I love and respect you, yeah, so you don't treat them like a has-been. Exactly. But your current person don't give a fuck about that. They don't that. give a shit about They like, nigga, you shit. need to do something <laughs> to rectify this bitch. Exactly. Because that's the situation that you're in. You know, yes. You have to consider how does this person that you're in the relationship with now, yeah. how do they look at it? And how do they look at your moves and how do, you know the observations that they see yeah. and what do they interpret um, about what you're doing yeah. or how you're moving? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that could be a misinterpretation. A misinterpretation. They could yeah. see one thing and it could not be that, but you understand why they feel that way because they're looking at how you're treating this other motherfucker. Bro, I remember getting, yeah. um, one of my exes went through my phone. <sighs> And she saw that on my birthday one time that another ex had kissed me. And I was just like, yo, this ain't on me. (laughs) But in that situation, I mean, I didn't see it coming. Right, right. So it's like, it's not on me. You know what I'm saying? You gotta record this shit, didn't you? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But for me, it was just like, (laughs) when I was in that situation, she was like, how did you handle it? I was just like, I didn't make a move. I didn't take any of the advances. But it's like, I'm also not going to treat her like a slut because she's not that. Sometimes, like you, like we've said, emotions are still tied to things. And sometimes as men, we try to a fault yeah. to monitor that shit and manage it. And sometimes we get in over our heads yeah. on managing it yes. because we don't manage it hard enough. Women, I think, are uh, when women go to being cutting a nigga off and being cut through, I think they do it better than men. No question. Because when they done, they done. You have to do like damn near crawl on your knees to get back in their good graces. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like our last show. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if they're worth it. 
And if you built a vulnerable position with that person and it's like, what you going to let it go for it? Cause it's hard. It's going to be hard to be vulnerable with the next person. Yeah, so you true. might as well do what you got to do to fix what's in front of you, bro. Yeah. But nah, therapy, man. Thir- yeah. You know what I mean? That's I'm 2023 saying. motto, nigga. On all relationships, it yeah. is totally it gets, and truly tricky, bro. It gets, it gets tricky. Yeah. We, it, we can work through it, but it, it's challenging. You said, um, I think what, for me, therapy, like, f- first of all, shout out to Gene Harry, come back off vacation. Like, he'd been gone, like, two. I'm like, bro, I need to tap in. Right. I, I definitely yeah. need to tap get in. Get back. Get back. But I think therapy is an ongoing thing for me right now because, like I, like I said on the last episode, I'm transitioning into a person that I don't know yet. And it's crazy to be turning into yeah. someone that yeah. you do not know. Faith is a big thing for me where, like I said, I'm trying to reestablish that. And it's like, how do you do that when I haven't had a relationship with any God or any kind of faith based practice over the last 10 years? Mm -hmm. So it's like for me getting back to that. I also think therapy is a good place to go in relationships to get your shit off without like the competition of banter. You say something, I say something. Like sometimes I think therapy to go there with your significant other and sit down and let them say their whys and then you say your why and then have a, a unbiased person there to say, hey, well, did you understand what Anthony meant by this? Yeah. And yeah. allow him to make that person break it down as opposed to y'all just going at each other's head. Because when you're sitting in a living room and y'all having a conversation or you on the phone, everybody's just trying to make the other person understand their yeah. position. Yeah, you need that mediation. You need a mediation, bro. So yeah. I do think it's a benefit in having that i think that for me it's one shout out to uh, dr lee jenkins he's out of new york and shit that's your therapist now yeah okay and and the thing about what he does for me is that he he we have conversations that obviously i don't have with anybody else yeah but another thing that he does is you know uh based on information that he knows like he formulates an opinion and then he speaks it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're being an asshole or some shit like that. How fuck is gonna say shit like that not to, to you? And you're <laughs> like, what the fuck it? you talking about? Yes. You know, but he's like, you know, just based on the information that you're telling me, you know, like, he's very serious about, like, okay, this is what I see. Yeah. This is what I see based on the information that you're telling me. And with this limited information, I'm telling you, this is my observation. This is my like, observation. He's really good at that. Yeah. And, and he allows for for that to happen, whether it's about me or whether it's about somebody else in my life and things like that. And yeah. I'd be like, yo, chill. Like, don't say it. He said, no, 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 Don't stop me from saying what, what I've observed. Yeah. Like, this is my observation based on the information that you're telling me. It don't mean you see it that yeah. way, but what you got to understand is based on what you're telling me, this is what I see. How you going to debate that though? It's like going into, uh, you, you, don't feel, you don't feel good and you go into the doctor. And he tells exactly. you this is what's going on inside <laughs> internally. You're going to say, nah, doc, that's not it. That's like, Nigga, you not you don't have this particular set of skills exactly. to, to identify what's going on I with know you. what the fuck. But I'm sitting back. I've talked to thousands or hundreds of exactly. people. Yeah. To, 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 to the first ident- patient. You're not the first patient, bro, to identify <laughs> this shit. And men, I think men need therapy more so than women because we lack the vulnerability. We lack the emotion. So, like, and, and to think about it, we don't want to tell our friends what's going on, but we still go to a stranger and tell them mm. what's going on with yeah. us. But we know they have that particular skill set. Right. All your homeboy can do is either be in your corner or he may root for you that, in a way right. that he, when he shouldn't even be rooting for you. Exactly. This is true. This is true. So I get that. You went on this Iceland vacation, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I told you my uncle went. Um, He's in the military. He went yeah, years ago. Yeah. And from the pictures I saw, it was beautiful. I always oh, know man. he talked about the igloo. I mean, the, um, what is it? The hot tubs. It's like a, yeah, 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 like I forgot. The, the lagoon. The lagoon. Lagoons, yeah. The lagoon hot tubs. Yeah, but how, how was your experience, man? No, it was beautiful. So we did the sky lagoons. You know what I'm saying? Just just being, like, it's different shit. You know what I'm saying? You in this water and this cold ass place, but these, these fucking hot springs are, are naturally heated pools and shit. Yeah. They got like, it's like a pool. It's got bars. It's got, 
you know, it's all this like rituals and things like that to cleanse the body and the spirit and all of that. You see the ocean out there and I'm yeah. fucking, uh, I guess, I think it's the, uh, I, I think it's the Atlantic. I think it's the Atlantic. And it's different Pacific. parts. The Arctic is out there, but the Atlantic. Yeah, like, mixed in. Yeah, it's kind of mixed in because it's on an island yeah. and shit. But yeah, it's just shit like that. You on a glacier, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, glaciers in Texas. Hell no. Nah. So when you, you know, go to places like that and you have different experiences, it's like, even the people. Yeah. And especially being black. Was there any other black people over there? Did there was some. They were? I mean, there okay. was, it was very minimal, yeah. but there was some. Yeah. But it still didn't feel like, like, oh my God, I'm around all these white people. Like, I didn't even think like they that. They different. These, yeah, these motherfuckers was like, now I think that part of it is the fact that tourism is is a big draw for them as yeah. far as like the money that they make and things like that. So they don't treat tourists like assholes. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're very friendly people. Yeah. They're very friendly people. Like they have like the whole like Viking culture. The women and shit look like, like that. I mean, it, nothing, nothing, nothing special. Yeah, yeah, it was nothing special. Did, did but, y'all did y'all kind of get out into the culture like? Or were y'all like, yeah, a, like a resort or something? No, 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 no. It okay. was yeah, it was in the in the in the in the, the, the city, like the most the most uh, populated city is uh, I think it's called Reykjavik or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's like three hundred and fifty thousand people in Iceland or something like that, or like three hundred thousand people, two hundred and fifty thousand in this city. Yeah, and then everybody else is like scattered, scattered around. around. Yeah, so like this this city is is pretty much a tourist kind of city. Yeah, a lot of restaurants, a lot of different things to do, and you know what I'm saying. Like you got to get out, go see the northern lights, and go climb on a glacier and go do the lagoon shit. Like you know what I mean? You like, think you glitter? Live there? Yeah. Nah, nah. I don't the reason I'm there. asking that's nah, something on nah, my. Nah. I, I saw somebody talking about this. I forgot where no, I got it from. No, they was no, like, no, "Do you I'm think you'd be happier if you no. live someplace else?" Now, I, I think I could be happy if I live someplace else, not Iceland though. Yeah. And the reason why is because in the winter time, the motherfuckers got like four hours of daylight, and then in the summertime, it's twenty four hours of daylight. Really? Yes. I'm all set with that shit, bro. Twenty four. I don't think I want twenty four hours no, a day. No, twenty four hours a day. Like I wouldn't be able to sleep, nigga. Exactly. When it's time to go to bed. That's what I'm saying. Unless you got them blood cancel out sheets, exactly. I mean, uh, and curtains, the curtains, and drapes, shit. and shit. Yeah. And that's how the shit was in it. Cause not, like like right now, like there this sunrise was like when we was there. This sunrise was like nine thirty, almost ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That sunset is like six thirty. So you got plenty of daylight. Ten, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if, can you imagine twenty four hours? They got daylight. A daylight. No, I don't I'm think I'd be right in my head. Or four hours a day, like in the winter time. In the winter time, yeah. No, I'm good, bro. Nah, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, I, the reason I, <laughs> I said that too is I think, like, I've started over twice, you know, as far as living in a different place. And I think I'm almost at the point where I do want to do it again. Yeah. And I, I made a few notes and I was like, if you start over somewhere, you get to be who you, you get to be who you currently are with no past dirt on your name right. or your persons. And for me, like, when I moved from Texas, Canada here, nobody knew who I was. I remember I was dating this chick and I remember taking her back home with me and everybody was calling me A-Ray or they was calling. And she was like, who is A-Ray? And I'm like, this is what they call me back home. Mm-hmm. And here it's like, like, you know, cloth talk, like Jerome, people call me Rob or they call me aunt or whatever like that. So for me, sometimes I'm like at this place where I'm at now at 40, I'm ready. I, I low key am ready to relocate somewhere else to just have a new leash on life. Like mm-hmm. I moved around a lot as a kid. So to move yeah, now, too. it does not bother me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I think we probably live like 10 to 12 places in Texarkana when I was growing up with my dad leaving yeah, and man. not having enough money to be here and there. I know so well. for me, I, I was used to that. I'm not used to having a big um, group of friends. You know what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of people, I have associates, but mm-hmm. even speaking to friendship this week, bro, like a lot of people showed up for me. The message you left me last night, I cried a little bit. I don't mind saying that shit, bro. Like, I've been, this has been an emotional week. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to reach goals. I'm trying to pivot. I'm trying to do yeah. different things. I've lost some close friends. I've lost some people. And it's like, for me, I'm like, 
I almost feel like God or the universe is trying to get me alone mm-hmm. to figure out whatever the fuck I need to figure out. And I remember last night when I was working on the topics, I was like, nigga, don't cry on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Ain't that wrong with you, it. You've cried enough this yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I want to say shout out to my, uh, my guy, Jason. Like he helped me out this week. And I think the biggest thing being vulnerable and, and kind of going back to the therapy and is bro, like you don't realize how much you need people. And yeah. I know we talked about it on a, mm-hmm. a couple of shows ago where we was like, how do you know how your friends will show up for you if you don't give them the opportunity? Right. This week I had to give niggas the opportunity to show up for me because I had nothing left. Mm-hmm. But I also had to cut people off that were not pouring into me. And sometimes it's the people that's closest to yeah. us. You think that they would pour into you, but they have nothing but basic shit to say to you. They don't they don't tap into you. They don't pour into you. And it's like you don't really realize it until you take a step back. And it's like, damn, these people have been taken from me yeah. for all these years and have really not poured anything into me in, yeah, in, no, in quite some time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, bro. This and it week, is a, it's an exchange. It's an like, exchange, it's, dog. It's an exchange. And that's why, well, like, you know, I was thinking and I was kind of in my zone a little bit. And I thought about what you were saying and everything. I was like, man, my man really going through something Bro. right now. I was like, I, 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 nothing else right now. Yeah. I could give him a message of encouragement yeah. because this is what I believe. Yeah. I'm not just trying to say this shit to make you feel better. Yeah, for sure. Like, I truly believe it. But you that, know what I'm and that's what I took from it. And that's why I told you, like, I cried because I was just like, and I sent it to, um, I sent it to, uh, to Heather. And I was like, hey, check out this. And she's like, who is that, Frank? And I was like, yeah. And I was, I was like, yeah. I was like, I needed this because what you said to me spoke to my character. It, it, it spoke to my struggle. It also spoke to what you know that I'm trying to build for right. myself yes. and build with the man I want to build within myself. Mm-hmm. So as I was listening to that, that's the thing I need. You know, I remember talking to friends and I'm like, I don't like talking to people who going to say it's going to be OK. That's generic. Yeah. yeah or somebody yeah. saying it ain't your time. It's that's generic. Right. right but right. for somebody to literally take the time to foster a relationship and say words of encouragement. It's literally like having an empty cup and a nigga come in with a, not just water, nigga, some juice. Right. My favorite juice, nigga. And some sugar and shit. And you pour that shit. (laughs) Electrolytes. You you know what I'm saying? You pour it all the way into my cup until it spills over. And guess what? Then that that replenishes me to where now, even if the situation is still the same, I have something to go off of mm-hmm. to make it through another week. Yeah. And so or maybe another day. Cause sometimes when you're struggling, depending on how hard you're struggling, it's a day to day thing. No, for it's real. an hour to hour thing. Yeah. It ain't a month to month or a week to week. Right. The reason I talk about this is because there's so many people out there who are going through something. They don't want to talk about it. And like uh, Jerome said, we're living vicariously through these people on social media and we're comparing. I don't compare my life. I I just look at how hard I work and what I feel like I should be getting at some point. Because if I'm pacing my shit off what other people are doing, nigga, I'm down all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If the metric is what what this person is doing, then somebody's always going to have more. Somebody's going to always have more money. Somebody's always going to have a better car, a bigger house, more bitches. Is whatever yeah always if yeah. that's your metric and, and that's how you measure success compared to other people there's always somebody who's always more. somebody but the funny thing about it is there's always a motherfucker who also got less yes but we don't talk about that. we don't talk about that you know I mean? but that's the it's no different than like i told you like when when you're looking for a job like people always be like all it takes is one yes and like we talked about on a couple we didn't dive into it but it's like but what do you do with the 100 no's right like, how do you survive the 100 no's? Nick, men and women, we don't like to be rejected. No, we, don't. we don't like to be told no. We no. don't like to be turned down. And I know for myself, and I'm like, bro, I've did all this work. I've invested in my education. I've invested in my traits, my skills, my trades. And it's like, it's still not your time yet. 
Well, all I can tell you is don't give up on yourself. Right. The, to, the answer to the 100 no's may be the name of the podcast, but it's like yeah, you cannot like give that. up on you cannot give up on yourself, and yeah. you got to tap into the people who are truly there for you because sometimes you're gonna need somebody else to carry you. Right. I remember when I was uh, selling cars and shit, and and they had like a. You know, because everything is fucking analytics. Everything is numbers and shit. Even back in the day, I mean, I was selling cars like fucking like what? I moved here in 98, so yeah. maybe like 99, 2000, 2001. I was selling cars part time and, and they had like this little board and shit. And it was like a formula. And excuse me, basically the formula was that you need in this market of selling cars, you need 10 no's. Yeah. To get a yes. To get a yes. Average wise, that's kind of what they came to. Yeah. So so fucking keep getting these motherfucking no's. Because the more no's you get, nigga, you getting closer and closer to that yes. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, well, that's interesting because motherfucker like me, I don't like rejection. I want to sell a car to everybody. Everybody. So everybody that say no, I was feeling away. And I was yeah. like, nah, you gotta you looking at it the wrong way. You gotta understand that this is the way that we've you know, kind of look at these numbers and, and, and we've kind of come up with this formula. So the more no's you get, the better. Yeah. Because that means there's more yeses coming down the road. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if nothing else, that tricks me into into not feeling emotional about the no's. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it, it's close to something that my homegirl, shout out to my homegirl Jennifer from uh, Canada, man, Regina, Saskatchewan, to be exact. Mm. Um, We talked a little bit last night and I was talking to her about some things. Is that and, like IG tag or something? Nah, that's the Regina, Saskatchewan is the name of the the place she lives in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the province area, <laughs> okay, or whatever cool. it's called. Yeah. Um, I think it's Jen, Nails by Jen on on IG. Like okay. she's a great, phenomenal at what she does. She has a nail business in in, in Canada. Nice. But she was telling me she was like, "Well, I'm gonna give you some advice," and she was like, "We don't get to control the initial thought." of how we feel about ourselves when we when something is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're having a shitty day and you feel like you're not worthy of, you know, the things that you desire or the friends or the family members. She was like, and you may have that negative thought about yourself, that first initial thought. She said, but you do have control of the second thought. You know what I'm saying? And that could be the name of the podcast, the control of the second thought, because you do, bro. Like literally this week, it was times where I'm like, man, you know what? Maybe I ain't cut out for this. Maybe certain things I ain't meant to have this. Even sometimes you feel like, damn, is it a curse on my life? Mm-hmm. But then you do have to go back and look at who you are, look at the things that you've done, the groundwork that you've right. laid and said, the work that you put the in, the work that you put in to say, I'm not there yet, but that ain't who I am. I'm not a loser. Yeah. These are a hundred right. no's, but a yes is coming, but it takes those friendships refueling you and reciprocity of mm-hmm. loved ones and other people like that to get you to that next one. Yeah. So I, like I told her, I said, I love that shit. You are in control of the second thought of how you feel about yourself and how you should proceed. Don't let the first thought knock you down, bro. And you said something to you at the end of your message last night, you said that, um, and I may tap that bitch and put it in when I do the editing, but at the end, it stuck with me when you said some people never get to tell their success story because they be right on the cusp of, I'm paraphrasing, but they're right on the cusp of success, but they give up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about that. It's like, if you give up, you will never make it to where you're never, supposed to be. Right. Some people are living in a regular place, doing a regular job, not doing anything with their life because they stopped pursuing what it was because it got difficult. Right. Nigga, it's difficult. It's difficult. Right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm hanging on the cliff, nigga, I'm that right. nigga that's like, hang. hold on, it's breaking. Come, get, come get me. Yeah, like, got I got a kung fu grip on that bitch with two fingers. God help me, nigga. So it's like, but like I said, you and Jen and Heather and Jason and shout out to Jonathan. Like y'all niggas really poured into me this week because yeah, like I said, this was one of those weeks where I had the thoughts where I was like, God, why am I here? I don't have the guts to commit suicide or kill myself. Good. But you know what I'm saying? I was like, 
you may not have that the guts to do that, but it gets to a point where you be like, I see why people do it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I see why they let go of the rope and say, fuck it. Right. Because some point, sometimes your back is against the wall and you're like, I have nothing left to give. And this week without y'all, everybody that I just named, I literally had nothing else, nothing else to give. So if it wasn't for y'all pouring into me in that moment, who knows, dog? Yeah, and I guarantee you that if, you know, God bless the 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 the, the dead, you know. Yeah. Um, and those that committed suicide specifically, guarantee you that if 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 some of those individuals had some friends, loved ones, or strangers, whoever to pour into them at, at that particular time where they was ready to go through what they went could've through. Could have lasted a little longer. They could have lasted a little longer. A little longer, bro. And yeah. that's why I talk about this shit because like I said, like I told you, bro, I love that we crack jokes and we talk about all of this stuff, but it's like people need to hear real shit. They don't need to hear people coming on here just talking about money, winning, and whatever. Because even the niggas who are winning now, it was a struggle point. Unless you was born with a silver spoon in your mouth, right. everybody has had a struggle point so or a struggle stage. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, how do I get through that when you like, literally, I'm tapped out. When you watch stuff like Earn Your Leisure and they tell me I save and do this yeah, and invest. Yeah. And some people are sitting there saying, invest what? Right. What yeah. I don't have enough to invest. Yeah, exactly. And you got inflation, game, you got you know? the pandemic shit, That's people get money back from. Yeah. You're not like, bro, how? I mean, fortunately, it's tax season. I mean, if niggas getting something back, I mean, let me if you're a nigga like me, you don't. I don't, I don't no. even remember the years, nigga, because it's like being single with bro. no kids and shit, and you running a biz like you, you owe the motherfucker See, that, sometimes. Hold on, that's a you know what? We ain't gonna get off on the tangent, but that's the other <laughs> motherfucking game, right? What? So I mean, situations like when I was single with no kids, no house, no nothing, no nothing, nigga. Motherfuckers was like, yo, you need to get you some kids. Kid, you yes, yeah, get you a house and this and that. You gonna say this that? Nigga, I got two kids and a house. The motherfucker's still Man. fucking raping me with no Vaseline. No Vaseline. No Vaseline. But that's the thing I hate too, bro. I don't really what get the into fuck, politics. But it's like, nigga, how, like, why is there no cap on this shit? Nowhere. I got to pay more just to break even. To break even. You yeah. know? Don't make sense. Fuck FICO. <laughs> FICA. You know, all, all that shit. is taking all my goddamn yeah, money. Bro. I'm like, I look at my net and I look at my gross. I'm like, nigga, if I was getting what was in the gross, nigga, I'd be balling. You know hey, what I'm saying? I think everybody, well, even the people at McDonald's will probably feel the same way. I'm saying. Can I keep that extra five? Can I Can I keep it? I can mean, I, it's unbelievable how much these motherfuckers take. Take, yeah, bro. You and know, then, and I get it, but I'm just like, yo. On everything, nigga. You taxed on your God drinks. Damn. You taxed on your gas. You taxed on everything. But now nah, you got to hold on, bro. I wanted to talk about, you had another topic where you said relationships with friends are still relationships. Yeah. And sometimes you have to break up with them. Sometimes you got to break up with a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I was in a situation where... You know, like, like at the end of the day, if you're in a relationship with somebody, like, look at friendships as relationships. Yeah. It's no different. Yeah. You you know, like, we always talk about, like, reciprocity is like, if, if they did a motherfucking search of the shit that we say, yeah. reciprocity is something that comes up a lot. A nigga. lot, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about the exchange. So, you know, if you got people in your life that are, like, and, and I've said this before on the podcast as well, relationships are either energizing or they're draining. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I need all motherfuckers in my, my life to energize me. You do really, though. Well, I'm if they're friends. No, no, no. But I'm saying at the end of the day, it has to be some yeah. kind of exchange. Sometimes I might be low and I need you to energize me. Yeah. And then other times you're going to be low and I need to energize you. Like, I get that. Yeah. But if it's only one way and I'm always the one trying to energize you and you constantly draining me, yeah. nigga, I need to say, take some inventory and say, you know what? You need, I need to break up with your yeah. ass, bro. Yeah. Like, and I have, to, I've had to do that in the past because I've noticed that as much 
much effort as I put into energizing the motherfucker, mm-hmm. the shit never comes back never to me. Come back. And it's constantly a draining relationship. Yeah. I got to cut you off, man. Bro, I done been I'm in sorry. Situation. But this is the thing, too. I'm not sorry, you know the, but it I'm sounds not, good. Yeah. But you know the hard part about cutting your friends off and having that conversation, too? They never see their shit. No. Friends are almost worse than being in a relationship because they <laughs> don't see it. So this is what I was going to say. Do you think that what about friends going to therapy? What about you and like, friends going to therapy with you? Yeah, like say, so say friends. See, that's a whole other level. But that's what I'm at. So even if it's, I mean, it could be different sex. It could be a platonic friendship. Right, right, but right. I, even like if me and you were having struggles, like with this podcast and we were like, whatever. And I was like, yo, come to therapy me, with me one day. Yeah. Because it may be things that you're not telling me. No, no, no. That right. you would say in front of them because they would help you. And the reason I say that is when people would sit at this table even during the podcast, like different people who have been here. And I would be like, man, this per- how this person don't see how shitty they are? Like not being funny, but like being like, yo, you don't bring nothing to the table. You don't help. You don't promote. You don't do nothing. Like how do they not see that they could be doing better? Yeah. And sometimes I thought to myself, well, why can't you take a friend to therapy so they can see what they haven't done? Like I know I've had friends where it's like I show up for their kids' games. I'm helping out with stuff. I'm giving money for no reason. Right. I'm picking constantly, up, dropping constantly off. Constantly giving. And the give, worst give, thing you give. can say as a friend sh- in a friendship is I didn't ask for that. I hate hearing that in relationships too. Like if I hear a need, a good friend if they're listening to you, they will feel the need. You shouldn't exactly. have to ask. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I stopped dealing with people that you have to ask to show up for you when they should just be showing up for you because you literally are showing up for them, bro. Yeah, and then see, and honestly, that's really what what um like when we when I sent you the message, I was like, man, you know, like I don't I don't feel comfortable not doing something yeah. because my friend is telling me they're going through some some major shit. So at least right now, what I could tell them is inside of me, this is how I see you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with just the exchange that we had yeah. based on what you was telling me. I yeah. was like, that's for other motherfuckers. Like that would be enough. Like, yeah. I, oh man, I hope things get better for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, but you know what I mean? Like, of course but, you do. Yeah. But, but, but when it comes down to something like that, it's like, yeah, like you said, if you have a friend, like if you, you talk about a real friend or somebody close to you or yeah. family and you're expressing yourself a certain way, I don't respect the, the response to be the same as a motherfucker that I'm not really tapped in with. Bro. I expect it to be a different It should response. be something where you diving in your bag to say, how can I fill this person up? Yeah. And I used to tell a friend that all the time. I'm like, man, every time I tell you something, you don't really say shit. You just like, it's like, why am I wasting my time yeah. even calling you? What are we doing? I might as well call another girl, call another homeboy, call anybody else but you because all you're doing is saying, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, everybody listens. Exactly. But what can you do to build me up? Right. And like right. I tell people all the time, if you got kids, how do you build your child up? Adults need that too. Yeah, we are adult kids. You know what's crazy is uh, it, it kind of reminds me of back in the day. I always talk about this example where a person that uh, I was with in a in a, in a relationship and um, they was telling me how much they love me. They tell me I love you so much. Yeah. I'm like, why do you love? Me? Why do you love me? Why do you love me? I, I don't know. I just do. Like nigga, if you can't express to me with words why you feel the way that you feel. Then how am I supposed to take it any other way any other than way. the fact that you just saying it because it feels good to say it in the moment? In the if you moment. can't articulate why you love me so much yeah. that you saying that you do, yeah. then do you really? Do you really, bro? I mean, I'm just, and I'm not saying everybody has the yeah. skills to be able to articulate that. They don't, but, but at high age, for, they should. Yeah, God but for me, yeah. if I ask you why you love me, yeah. nigga, let me know. Say something. Help. Yeah, mean. Yeah, for real. No, I, I think, like I said, man, it's important to have those things. Um, I was reading this book and it came up as family overrated. And I was listening family to a overrated. podcast okay. that made me tap into it. And it was like, it's family overrated. And I was like, it can be. Mm-hmm. It can be. I feel like uh, this week my friend showed up for me more than my family did. Mm. 
Um, my mom was there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I, like I say, showing up for a person is not just calling and saying, hey, are you okay? And not being, and, not, and you know the worst part of a friend is when they know you're not okay and they don't lend any assistance. And this is what I tell people all the time. Assistance ain't just about money. Like, I, you didn't give me no money, but what you gave me yesterday was more than any dime could have. You know what I'm saying? Money's not going to build me up. But what you said and your trust in me and the words that you spoke to me, like you spoke to me, you poured into me. So th- those things matter, bro. And that's why I tell people any it goes back to the last episode when you were like giving out free game for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Me giving free game to people who are asking how to get started on a podcast is me pouring into them. Because most of the people who come to me about podcasts and they're not coming to do no breakfast club shit. They're trying right. to find a way to speak to like one girl hit me up. She's trying to speak to fellow women and how to build them up. Mm-hmm. Another guy wants to do a show with his son, his, his little boy. I'm going to give you free game on shit like that because yeah. you're doing it to better yourself and to pour into other people. Now, if you come to me talking about breakfast club shit, nigga, look that shit up online. <laughs> right. And, and since, I you're can't trying, help you. since you're trying to be them, then be them. Yeah, watch them. Go buy you some mics and go be them motherfuckers because mm-hmm. I can't help you do that shit. Right. But the reason a family is overrated uh, thing was, was different for me. It's kind of like an even kill. And the reason I say that is because I've always said my friends are my family. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a very small family, that's me, my happens. brother, and my mom. Yeah, so it's like yeah. my friends are my family. Oh, that, that's exactly what ends up happening when you have a, anytime you have a relationship that evolves to a, a certain love level, yeah. like that just becomes family. Yeah. Whether it's it, friends. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess that just, if it's not family, like yeah. blood family, yeah. but I got, I got friends who I'm closer with than my blood family. Nigga. Like it is what it is. Me too. You know, it just elevates to that level. I've never FaceTime with some people, man. I want to give a shout out to, I always talk about the Lebronte Files, Rich, Jason, Rob, Najee. Um, the last couple of weeks, Najee. the, the a couple of weeks, they got a new movie coming out too. Um, I'm going to have to post that shit. I forgot the name of it, but they're doing, uh, the trailers out now. And this is one of their best shits yet, bro. So, you know, Jason got this thing where he trying to be in the Sundance uh, Film Festival either this summer or next summer. And we all pouring into that nigga because he will be there. Right. Like the nigga has Where is the festival? um, You know, I think it'd be in California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You gotta go out. And that's what I told him. Like, that's what he wanted. He was like, if I'm in there, he was like, I want to invite y'all niggas out. We're all black. We do. I was like, bro, I'm there. Whenever you make that shit, because I know he will. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be go. there. But they started FaceTiming like the last couple of weeks, man. So I know I was driving. Like, Naj was going to the gym. Rich was feeling, finishing up an NBA meeting. Rob was getting ready for work. And Jason was getting back from Vegas. And I was driving to the grocery store. And they called. And I was like, who the fuck is these niggas? So I picked it up. We FaceTime. And I really don't do FaceTime. But... All y'all niggas was on? All, I, all of us was on the FaceTime, bro. Okay. So I was telling him, I was like, af- after it was over, I was like, yo, man, I really appreciate this shit. I need this shit because I always tell them I only have a few friends here. The rest of them are scattered out like these guys. And to have that 15, 20-minute conversation on the phone with men who support one another and have fun, like, I need that shit. Uh-huh. I'm the first one all the time in that group saying I love y'all niggas, and that shit is spilled over to everybody else where we all say that shit. Yeah. We had one um, this week. And I was working on something, and the car was coming through, and I was like, "Damn, I ain't got no shirt on or nothing." So I was like, "Fuck it, I'ma just answer this bitch." So as soon as I answered this bitch, Jason, said, I was, "Yo, man, I ain't sitting up naked working." <laughs> I said, "I ain't." Li-. I was like, "Nigga, I ain't Put got a shirt no-. on." I was like, "I ain't got none of my drawers on, nigga. I ain't gonna stand up though." But it was just like the brotherhood, the camaraderie yeah. of just having that fun. Like Rich was on there; he didn't have a haircut. Like we weren't our perfect selves, right. you know what I'm saying? And that means to me, but that showed okay. we trusted each other enough to show our imperfect selves, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that 
that about them. I love the brotherhood. Um, I, you know, like Jason uh, Ferguson always says, I love the fellowship, the intense fellowship we get to have from across borders of different cities and states, bro. Right, right. So extend it. Nah, man, I appreciate that. I ain't gonna hold it too much longer, bro, because I want us to. I want us to dive into a little bit of that. Uh, before we get out of here, the uh, what I was inside oh, the, the reality beyond, is, yeah, because you got a story to tell. I do. Fuck the so, fucking kids. <laughs> fuck the kids. I'm telling you, any parent knows. I want you to tell that motherfucking story, man. I'm telling you. I want us to go out to. Um, I was listening to. I think it's Corday Blue. <laughs> And um, what is that nigga name? It's called Two Tens. Anderson Pack. I like. I like Anderson Pack. That nigga, like his rap flow. I like it, dude. He's old school, man. I like. like yes. Look up, look up, Breezy Lovejoy. That's what he used to go by. It's a little more. Uh, it's a little more like that deal he does with uh, Bruno Mars. Yeah, like a little more in that vein. But yeah, it's good shit, man. Now, I love the way this nigga rap, bro. But man, I we like appreciate it. you guys. We got two episodes coming for you, man. We'll be back in this bitch uh, here soon, man. And if you're rocking with us, man, we appreciate you for rocking with us. We hope that whatever we bring to the podcast, you guys can divulge that shit and then disseminate that shit and help other people, man. Because that's all this shit is about, bro. Yeah, we all in this bitch together. We all in this bitch together, man. Real. Nigga cry real tears this week. You know what I mean? I cry. Oh, that's cleansing. <laughs> that's cleansing. For real.